Wow, it was an interesting two-minute practice that I have a lot of feelings about. And I am super curious how this is, is going to go when we explore. As we do, we, we reflect on you know what just happened this last week. Well, what, what happened? We're thinking about linking, you know, making one of those linking bio pages or planning it and what have you. And uh, whew, I'm kind of embarrassed as far as my showing up today for that discussion. Super curious what Susie has to share too on today's two minute practice. Welcome to the Two Minute Practice Podcast. Here, the hosts of the Lean Into Art Podcast explore and encourage you to join us in trying all kinds of different creative activities that help us practice things related to making our art, exploring, growing in our business practice, and even trying things for a healthy lifestyle. We'll talk about what we practiced recently, things we saw in the community, and then we highlight a new idea for us all to practice next. Two minutes is a findable amount of time to try things. I'm Jersey Drozd, cartoonist and teaching artist. I'm Rob Stenzinger, UX designer, interactive maker, and teaching artist. Hey, Rob. Hey, Jersey. <laughs> that intro sounds <laughs> like the this was this was a practice that was a little bit fraught for you. Oh, <laughs> I managed your expectations. <laughs> Okay, so I want to, before we dive in, I want to draw us back to an earlier two-minute practice we did where we discovered it was uh, update some marketing language on our website. I think that's what it was. It was like, look at the copy on our website about the stuff we do or make and see if it can be punched up a little bit two minutes ago. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's a worthy, it's a worthy practice. And then the practice came and I went, I can't summon the strength to do this. I open up my teaching page on my website and I'm like, ah, there's a lot here and there's a lot that's out of date and I just didn't do it. <laughs> so we, we, we sort of like put a circle around that saying like, okay, there's ones where if there's not a lot of, um, oh, how did we phrase it? I forget how we phrase it, but we, we were talking about like if we can't find the motivation for it or if there's other kinds of internal frictions that, that arise out of doing if it. If it becomes, I think you said emotionally expensive to do the job or do the practice, I should say. It, that sounds, there is, there's just something about that practice that doesn't have as, as, um, uh, as natural of a pull. It doesn't feel as, you know, intrinsically motivating to, to go about. And not that it has to be because you can think, well, overall the practice of practicing, I'm actually really enthusiastic about it. Right. And it's, Hey, two minutes is a finable amount of time, you know, and, and, and as, I think this all the time as I go about my life where I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for um, something to, to finish on the stove. Two minutes is a finable amount of time. I'm scrolling through some emails. Two minutes is a finable amount of time. You know, like all these, um, I, I just, I notice it and I love the practice and I bombed this practice. <laughs> just wow. <laughs> bomb. I, I enthusiastically and naively thought, huh? Yeah okay, this is going to, this is going to work, right? Because we're, we're bravely in a way, right? Because when you take on a task where you know it has the friction and stuff, I think, you know, you, you're, you're trying to do something that you, that part of you doesn't necessarily want to do in a way, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's and exactly I think right. that's, it's, you're, you're purposefully um, causing that friction for yourself. And okay, 
how interesting. Um, and the, the infrastructure of the practice of practicing and that it's inexpensive to do just two minutes of it, right? So why not? I thought, oh, psh, this is one of those. We definitely found another one, like the, <laughs> you know, taking a look at, at you know, editing our, um, uh, you know, like marketing microcopy type stuff, right? Like, oh, this is going to be, but no, psh, it's going to work, no problem. And it didn't, like for me. So um, I, I, I felt great, um, great ambiguity, puzzling friction. Cause I, cause I recently did create a links page for my work. And every time I went to look at this task, I thought I just did that. I need to do other, other things. <laughs> and I I'm like, but it could be better. You know, this just come up with new ideas. This practice has all kinds of avenues to explore. And I thought, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Visuals. Yeah. Make it visuals. You'd be fine. Look at it. I'm like, always something else that on my on my you know to-do list where I'll I'll, you know, have uh lists that I come up with earlier in the week, but then I I like to use like what's like I, I will write stuff down in the next, you know, for the next little hour or two or this work day and have a fresh connection to this, you know, my to-dos and always something else besides the two minute practice was, was far more calling my attention. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know if we adequately described what the practice actually was, but for those who are new to the, the project, we challenged ourselves to update our links page in some kind of, in, in my case, I said, I'm going to add a more visual feeling to it. So instead of a list of links, I'm going to add some kind of images to give you a sense of what you're about to click on. Um, and, and I remember when I proposed it, Rob was like, this one feels like it could be loaded. This, we're going to see how this one goes. So also bonus points to Rob for like adequately anticipating what his experience was going to be with it. Uh, a lot of self-knowledge was in that moment. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for my own part, I, I felt the same kind of like, I want to do it, but I know this is a thing that I'm going to feel like is a drag to do. Um, I'm going to feel other things are more, pressing or interesting problems to solve than make a tiled link system on my links page. Right. Uh, so tiled link system, this is a new take on it. Uh, Makes me almost well, tempted to try it again, but okay. well, this is what I did. did link system? No well, way. I just, I just came up. I just, so, okay. I, I did. How many did I get done? I got 10 done. It was almost, 14 sessions. I did one almost every day because some of these took multiple sessions, which was, a, which was a mm. bummer. Some were like, they were done very quickly. Some I, I went back and went, nope, nope, nope. That's no good. I got to redo it. Um, so I went into this thinking, I, I sort of like tried to pep talk myself and go like, look, you just open up Canva, drop in a few elements, export it. Boom. You got a tile, put it on your webpage. Right. I found quickly that Oh, and by the way, I, I too started with a pre-existing links page. I made a page that looked like this, where I just had links to everything that I make, right? The page is, it's at jdros.com slash links, and it just says everything I make. And I have a comic section, a podcast section, and a live stream section, right? So I one of the frictions I ran into was knowing where the source files were. 
<laughs> like finding finding the art resource that I needed. So like the Baron von Bear in the Two Faced statue, I just barely eked that one out in time because once I cropped it to 720 by 1280 or 1280 by 720, I realized, oh, this is a very vertical image. I got to open up the original CSP file so I can get that logo on its own layer, move it, recrop it, and then I discovered, oh, Canva's not helpful to me now. Canva is actually an impediment because now I have to export the logo as a transparent layered PNG file. It's adding more steps. It's slowing me down. Okay, I got some staying in Clip Studio Paint. So a lot of these got made in Clip Studio Paint instead of Canva because, like in the case of the Amazon Academy tile that we see there, all those kids were in their own layer folders. So it was easy to move them around, but it made zero sense to export them each as a transparent ping, upload them to Canva, and then rearrange them there. Why not just do it right here in Clip Studio Paint, right? Mm. And in the case of the Hello Kitty cover that I've got there, it was just like, okay, open Canva, make a pink background, drop in the art, boom. So, and that this was another way in which I had a cheat already in mind is that I have on my website, let me go to buy my books. I already had something like this in the works in that I have a whole section of all the books you can buy from me. So I had all these images in a folder, right? So there's already a pre-existing folder with all these images. However, because I wanted to do a tiled system where it's more like a uh, 16 by nine aspect ratio, it did lead to like the Warren Commission report was, you know, I think that was a multi-session one where I had to like dig through all of my pages of the Warren Commission report to find a page that represents what the story is about. Like I put next to the cover. So you're not just looking at the cover, like the Hello Kitty one with like pink bars on it, right? Other ones were already done. The Science Comics Rockets, that's, that, that was a introduction slide from when I was on book tour with Anne. So I was like, resize, done. That was done in like 30 seconds. The uh, Nightmare Pro Wrestling Belly, the Beast tile, and the Roboforce tiles were also ones that I made for a um, email newsletter. Those were already done. But boom. All right. I got those done in one session. So, But Boulder and Fleet, Mining for Trouble, I had to open up a file find the original layered CSP file, rearrange all the elements in such a way, crop it. And so that was a multi-session one. Pickles and Taft was two sessions. Because I, I had to track down the original mini comic cover layered in Photoshop, pull apart the art and recombobulate it that way. So I think that was, I want to say that was three sessions because two minutes ago. So it looks like I got a lot done, but... It was it was kind of maddening that it's like, ah, two minutes is up, and I only just found the file. Okay, well, I guess my next two-minute session is where I pull it apart. Okay, I'm not quite done. I got it, still got to get that logo fixed. All right, that'll be the next two-minute practice. <laughs> and and getting them uploaded to the, to the WordPress install and update the page each time. That was another part. I included that in the two minutes. So that's why it took almost every day to do 10 tiles. So what does that what what does that shake out to? Uh, fourteen sessions at two minutes ago. That's twenty eight minutes. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, that's a lot. That's pretty productive. You know, you <clears throat> got some some very um, you know very detailed graphic tiles for um, yeah. I mean, what ten ten different ones? I mean, that's interesting. Where um, so did you have a vision in your head before you went about this? So you. You, you, you uh, I mean, because to me, it's like, well, you, you have the aspect ratio of um, like very graphically filled um, visual representations of all these different works. Like uh, this, 
is that how like a detailed picture you had at the start or did um, that form early or so these are the design constraints I started with just to make this thing manageable and also to add a little bit more intrinsic motivation because like I knew a lot of this had to do with getting grumpy jersey off of the couch metaphorically speaking and do the hard work of creating good marketing materials for himself because um, he'd much rather be sketching in a sketchbook for his upcoming graphic novel or working on some notes for a class that he's teaching. Anyway, so I said, mm. well, what if I made them the aspect ratio and size? So 1280 by 720 uh, pixels so that they can also be slides for presentations. I'll get double use out of these. They will be tiles on my website. My website has the responsive design thing. So if you resize it on your phone, each one of those tiles will fill up. They're, they're not too vertical, so you can see more than one on a phone if you're scrolling through. That was another part of my thinking. Um, and like I said, it could be for my links page. And I have these in a folder now that I could easily drop into a slide deck if I'm doing a school visit and people say, what books have you made? Here you go. Boom, 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 boom. The designs were largely like the interior designs of each tile were largely designed by panic. <laughs> it was like, I don't have time to think about this. So what do I have that's ready? So in the case of, and I'll go back to screen share, in the case of this Captain Seriously one in the upper right, th those character designs were a row on the back cover of every issue printed. So every cover has the row of the good guys, the row of the, of the villains uh, on the top and bottom, and then has the logo in the middle, like, you know, so it's basically like uh, about the book is on the back, right? So I had that them already set in a folder in that configuration, lined up in that way. So it's like grab that folder, put it here in the PSD, uh, the CSP file. Okay, grab the logo, put it in the CSP file. Okay, grab the background burst, put it in the CSP file, export it, get it on the website. So I didn't, I didn't think about the design beyond that. What do I have that I can just drop in here right now? Amazon Academy. I had a postcard that I worked on with Dan Mishkin when we were trying to promote the book and I did character designs of all the characters. It was already in the postcard. I opened up the postcard, dra dragged and dropped the elements in into the, the, the 1280 by 720p template export. So that was, and same case of the Warren Commission report was like, let me just look through the pages. Okay, here's a two page spread where we see Kennedy. We see the gunshots. We see people upset. That's what it's about. That fateful day in 1963. I'll put that next to the cover. I did not go, okay, I'm going to look at 10 covers and, you know, do an A-B test. <laughs> it's like, what can I get done now? So I guess my takeaway is I think, I think I walked away with the sense of, okay, I have proven myself that I can get good enough. I can get to good enough relatively quickly and painlessly if I just, you know, if, if I can find enough internal tricks like for instance the double duty of it i can use them as a slide deck cool now i'm actually creating other resources for down the road i'm helping out future jersey but also making it to where i i if i sat down and thought a lot about the designs of each of these tiles i probably wouldn't do it hmm. yeah i mean that's uh to add to that circumstance some detail of of like well why because that's where i was right where i thought how can i how can I make this list of links, you know, visual, maybe other things will come up, come to mind too, but then how do I make them visual? But why am I making them visual? And, and this is where I, where I found ambiguity where this um, two minute practice 
was one of those things that that was on the on my mind often but then when i sat to do it i i just i never solved the the things that were puzzling me right uh like creating a, a um you know a, a more things to you know for for someone to look at and select among right because okay you have a list of well, text descriptions that link to something. Maybe you have categories. So now you've chunked information for people to make um, and if hopefully a, a simple decision, right? So you're not adding friction to the person who's, who's, you know, their task when they're coming to your links page to make use of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was puzzling out, like, how can I add visual without adding cognitive load? How could I, you know? Um, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so what you know would i go um could i just add a add like a symbol to the category right and then let that let people scan the page quickly visually this list of links to get to an area to then choose something next and anyway i mean that it's it and then i would probably it, then it's like do i pick a representative work where that thumbnail is something for all the things in the category, or do I create a doodle or an icon? And you know, here you go. And then that would be like, as I'm taking out the, 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 the kitchen trash or something, or sort dealing with recycling or, um, you know, I'm doing a chore and thinking like two minute practice, come on, you got to get on it. You, what's your deal? And I, I would start thinking like, well, what is my deal? It's an interesting puzzle. What am I going to do with this? And how is it going to affect the people that come to the page to use the links to do, do right? And then yeah, off I went, yeah. these different things. And worth highlighting the the nature of the uh, the friction there. And that, yes, that that is definitely, that is worth thinking about in that I think your approach was probably the most healthful and service-driven approach. I My approach was get to first draft, right? That's basically where I, I put myself. I said, like, you're not going to have anything really lovely and with, like, a wonderful design to it, but can you grab some resources of stuff that you've already made, readjust it so that it's just a slightly more visual than... Is it better than a list of links? That's basically all I was trying to do. Like, level up one step. But you're right. Like this is by no means what I would call a hub. And the only the only thing I would think of is in terms of user experience was like the decision to make them 16 by 9 meant that like when I put them on a phone, right, mm -hmm. you could see more than one at a time. And the implication to scroll is there from the start. That was all, the only well, bit of user experience that I considered. format has a lot of strength to it. And it has, it has strength of, well, reuse for slides and stuff. But then... The composition, um, the, each each of those compositions, is doing the job of a of a cover, right? I mean, you're you're trying to, um, you know, cause someone to uh, to explore and have questions about that thing that then, you know, well, to answer the the you know what you're thinking about, click on it and and off you go, right? Um, <clears throat> it's an inviting title, yeah. and. Uh, and 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 that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I I have taken that approach. Like I needed like for some reason on my Gumroad page, it was um, the all the all the the preview art I had for all of my stuff there 
it didn't look great. And I don't know why, because basically there's, there's a, um, it's almost like a three, four aspect ratio that hmm. looks better in their, how they laid out their webpage. Right. Um, and so my different things that had the 16 by nine ratio as, as preview images looked odd with these not great croppings in all this. And I'm like, wow, someone was trying to choose among this. They can't read the full title of the thing. And, and odd other other croppings and with art and stuff. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't, it's it's. Um, so I have also recently tackled a similar thing where it's like, all right, I have a quick marketing task. Let's let's cycle through these things, make some thumbnails, and and you know get it done. But um, but oh, yeah, and it's uh, yeah, I don't know. And so even though like familiar, approachable, what have you, and but when I went to then apply the same thing to my own links, um, yeah, I I didn't get past the that ambiguity. So, hmm. Hmm. I feel like we should, after a break, we can dig into this idea of how we reckon with this kind of ambiguity and how we can approach it going forward with, with future, um, future practices and maybe choose our next practice. What do you think? I think that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Right. reckoning with the ambiguity <laughs> that does sound a little bit grim doesn't it it didn't mean for that us sounds to like... like a fantastic album title or like a whole <laughs> prog band name like you know like you're promising a lot with that title. so i look forward to seeing how we fulfill it so join us in a couple minutes where we're gonna reckon with ambiguity <laughs> So if this is helping you think and do useful creative work, by the way, hit the music. If this is helping you think and do creative useful work, a great way to help the show is support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash art is the website. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month, or you can join the Lean Into Art monthly lab for ten, the introductory price of $10 per month. Or you can interact with the things that we make. So the thing that I make that I hope you'll check out is Baron Von Baer and the case of the Two-Faced Statue. Baron Von Baer, expert in the occult, never once wanted to be an adventurer. But when years of hard work are demolished along with the ancient stone guardian that rendered harmless his collection of dangerous magical objects, he will have to enter the fray at last. And he will learn to his dismay that those objects were not at all what he believed. Go to Baron Von Baer to join my Patreon for as little as a dollar a month or subscribe to my mailing list for for free to get some exclusive looks at the process of making my next middle grade graphic novel. Rob? Well, I make a game called Guitar Fretter. Go to guitarfretter.com and you'll be brought to this landing page and that has the um, this it's it's a game to, to make a fun arcade puzzle experience for memorizing the note positions on a guitar fretboard. And you do some light friendly battle with these creatures that have the notes and you've got the guitar fretboard for four and five string bass, six and seven string guitar. And uh, it works on Android, iOS, uh, Mac and Windows. Go to guitarfretter.com and get your copy today when, you know, in, in a few weeks, you'll then get the upgrade to it as well that I'm working on not as we speak, but I am also there. <laughs> Guitarfretter.com. Guitarfretter.com. Okay, so let's play some music to get us to the next part. Um, now we're in the next part of the show. And 
So this is the part where, I, like, as I said, we're going to reckon with ambiguity and then maybe t- pick another practice. I just feel like there's got to be something you're thinking about, Rob, in having experienced that ambiguity. Like what if we were to do, I'm not saying we're going to, but if we were to do another practice like this, because I, I think that this is, <sighs> there are, like, I did not have an easy time of this one, right? Like, I, I feel like I got a lot done, but it, it did have a cost in, like, in that the two minutes were more intense this time than they were when we practiced balancing <laughs> or when we do, like, sticky note drawing, you know? Um, so there's got to be some way to, when, when we feel that ambiguity, some kind of strategies that we can lean on to help us make the ambiguity more manageable. Um, what are you thinking about on that? Are, do you have any reflections or thoughts after this two-week experience? I think it's um, it's some it's it's a little bit of a. Um, I mean, it's it's a. Are you taking? A, you you have a practice. You are personally, individually engaged with this practice. That's a bit of the assumption of it, right? And there are all kinds of contexts that you can encounter ambiguities and stuff, right? But because it's so isolated, I think it has um, a fragility that um, like, for instance, if you have an appointment to meet with someone who's training you on something, or you're going to a class, or if it, it's, um, that's less fragile, because you've made a commitment, you have an extra extra investment, higher cost, what have you, to like pull you along through the, the, the steps to make the thing happen. So um, you can, I, I, you know, that's a casual observation about like, well, why, what would the like? Why would the ambiguity cause it to not happen? And and uh, and you know the fragility meaning like is the is how I don't know how how safe, durable, reliable, um, consistent is making this commitment and then following through kind of thing, right? And for some practices, it's it's not that hard because um, w- when you encounter um, like no friction and it's you know it's it's easy, familiar, encouraging all that stuff. Um, you're not, you're not bumping into stuff that, that prevent, that holds you back in any way. Right. And, uh, and then if something is holding you back, what is going to prop you up? And I think other infrastructure can, can help with that. Where if it's, if it is a social commitment, if it is a, you know, other investment, what have you, but that's one of the things about this as a format that it, it would have um, a probably pretty, you know, permanent weakness against this kind of thing because it's, it isn't propped up. Um, it's just you. Yeah. I don't know. There's um, also, I, well, as I'm, as I'm thinking about that, you're absolutely right. It's just you. So how do you, like, I, I think about, actually this, this is where we could talk about like gainful design too, right? It's like mm-hmm. this whole idea of like just the right amount of challenge is like what keeps you playing a game. And I use this, this metaphor with my students all the time. Like if you, you know, loaded up Fortnite and it said, congratulations, you just won against everybody and you didn't do anything. You'd like, you'd never play the game again, right? It's counterintuitive, but the challenge, the right amount of challenge is what makes it engaging. It being just hard enough, but not too hard, right? And I think about that with these practices is like, how can I get, how can I frame this for myself so it doesn't feel like it's trivial activity? We're going to draw... You know, like, well, like when we've done some like drawing lines in the past, I've tried to find ways to 
enhance the activity for myself so that it feels there's some other layer beyond just drawing a line. What else can I discover? How can I turn drawing a line for two minutes at a time into something more for myself? Or like meditative drawing. Okay, I'm going to draw meditatively for two, uh, two minutes, but the whole purpose is to meditate, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the act itself, if it's too simple, I'm not really that interested in doing it. It doesn't feel like it's really amounting to anything. Not that it has to amount to much, but if I can get it to amount to just enough. And then conversely, if it's too hard, it's like, okay, how can I just take, you know, a paring knife and peel off one little tiny piece of this giant cloud of ambiguity and just do that with the understanding that if I do that enough, it's going to add up to more. It's going to give me more of, like you said, something to prop me up so that when I take on more of that ambiguity, I have at least the evidence behind me that I can do it, right? Or I have something I learned from that experience that I can bring in for more context when I take on more of that ambiguity so it's less ambiguous. That's at least the the, the way I've been doing some of these. And I think when we did that marketing one, I didn't walk in like that. I didn't do the pre-thinking of, okay, I'm going to look at my marketing copy. And then I get there and I go, ooh, there's a lot of marketing copy here. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, if I would have had the presence of mind to say like, well, let's just, let's change it. Let's change a verb. Let's change a verb. Boom, start there. And then you then Make one sentence. Yep. Yep. And I didn't do it. So, yeah, I feel like that's a more intuitive way than standing back and looking at the big picture. Like you were, you were thinking very systemically when you were talking about your page. Like I want to think about like how might I use what would happen if I took this approach and thinking about icons, iconographic imagery versus screen screen caps or whatever. Um, when I thought of a hub, I instantly I thought not of a list, but I thought of something circular, something that's actually a hub. What if it was something where there were drawers that actually came out of a hub? Well, I can't do that in two minutes at a go. What can I do? Well, I can do a grid of tiles at least. So I don't know if I, I don't know if what I shared there adds up to anything outside of a coping strategy so. that I've come. Okay. So let me see if this aligns or fits somewhat with your, your um, coping strategy. You've got the, the gameful, the playful side of things, the overall framing of um, is something naturally interesting are nourishing or useful where it amounts to something not doesn't have to be too much, what have you. The point is the practice, not necessarily to produce, but right. Practices can have that too. Um, if somehow none of that is clicking or connecting and then, then, and you've have the ambiguity. Now you're in the stage of um, you could potentially get stuck and trapped here. And I don't think I, I did an analysis paralysis stuff to myself where I, I have done that before. Certainly, I'm pretty good at it. Um, stopping progression by sitting there thinking forever. But like you can, if it's unnameable, if the ambiguity is is not specific, then it's it's undefeatable in my opinion. So if you can name it, if you name some things about it, and if there's a bunch of names, then okay. Like you, you've, you've listed some things now where in a way you're, you're, you're sort of reframing potential ways to re-engage with this, this, the the practice that you chose to care about. Right. But you have to name some stuff about it that could turn it into less ambiguous. Like what is frustrating? What is what, you know, like describe what's stuck, describe what you want, but, but put some words down and then um, pick one. Um, So pick, uh, pick something and recommit. 
right? So um, there you go. Name some things, pick one, recommit. Could be a way to uh, take what was, you know, tough to really get your mind wrapped around and, and get it specific enough where it's, and then when you look back at whatever you ended up doing, it's, it's part of the idea of the practicing is that it's better to have done something. And now you have some new experience to relate to. And that in its, in itself is a, is a worthwhile learning process. Mm, That's good. That's good. I think you capped it off, Rob. Uh, so what do you want to do next? What, what, what are you feeling like? <laughs> well, uh, could try to test if I learned anything by picking another difficult practice. <laughs> um, that, that's an interesting idea. <laughs> Cause I remember the last time this happened, we went gentle. We were like, let's do something that's like super fun to do. Um, but I'm, I'm open to either. Okay, let's do the super fun um, because having the, uh, the 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 feeling of succeeding in the exploration of practice, I think, is is important to reward, right? And not to say like, well, that wasn't great. Let's let's do it ten times more. Um, <laughs> so, um, rewarding practices uh, come from I think like probably three main buckets overall, right? Mm-hmm. The I think we've got, we have like sort of like physical ergonomic practice type stuff. We've got visual practice and sometimes making noise. Maybe, I don't know if that's just a strong one. It, that's a hot and cold one. Sometimes it goes super great. Other times not so great, but I guess maybe it's just the two. What do you think? Is there another category that's like practice, two minute practice, happy place? Practice happy place. Well, yeah, I know, I know when it comes to making noise, that's something where it's like you've got all the equipment in the world behind you to just like go boop, I'm ready to make noise. Um, so that fun feels like there's very little friction. Anything where we're doing some kind of drawing activity uh, is always uh, super easy for me. I have everything I need on my person all time at all times to do drawing. The physical one, we just did one. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I were to flip a coin, it would be between making noise and doing something visual. Um, so we've done things like algorithmic drawing, um, mm-hmm. reflective drawing, uh, intuitive, emotional drawing. Mm-hmm. I'm making up categories <laughs> um, because of, yeah, all kinds of things. Uh, Maybe it'd be nice to do it, you know, uh, some other resources related to two-minute practice. By the way, community, uh, feel free to chime in. <laughs> not True. saying we're doing some product development, but I'm also not not saying. <laughs> anyway, um, fishing. So uh, how about um, what What would be an interesting visual thing, but like th- that that got a different, um, a, a different angle to it, right? So... I, I'm anticipating one that is both visual, which sounds like it'd be easy, but it, it feels like it's laden and fraught similarly to what we just did Uh-oh. in that. I, I just wonder about like, you know, I almost never take pictures of myself. Like I look through my Google photos and there are hundreds and hundreds of pictures of my friends and my cats and my wife, but not of me. 
And I was thinking about this recently because I, I did an Instagram post about a blood drive that was happening here in Columbus. And I left it up for one day and then deleted it. Right. I was like, okay, it's, it, it served its purpose. I was alerting people to the blood drive and now that picture goes away, you know? And, and it's just, mm. there's, I, there's something I find a little bit, um, I feel some cognitive dissonance about the idea of putting, which is weird, right? Cause here I am on video, right? But the video has a context. Yeah. 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 Uh, the video has a context. And a, yeah. I, I, it is, it is quite different. Like we're hearing your voice. You are, it's, it's like you're showing up as more of you. Right. 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 So I just wonder what would happen in my head if I actually took pictures of myself two minutes at a go, like just not like not put it on like, like, uh, you know, what, what do they call that burst mode? <laughs> but like, actually like try to take some pictures of myself and see what that feels like for two minutes. And, and take I don't thousand pictures of yourself. Two no, minutes at a time. no, my wife and I share our Google photos bucket. She'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I, is there a practice <laughs> in there? It's just like, I wonder if like, because like, here's the thing I wouldn't have to, sh I wouldn't have to share it with anybody. It'd be doing it for the you purpose don't. of the practice. Yeah. It's another kind of journaling. This is, uh, I mean, a lot of folks have uh, this, this is well-trodden territory. It's the whole, um, you know, we are, we're in the, the in overlapping generation, generations of feeling more and less comfortable with, with uh, personal information and sharing and then selfies and, mm -hmm. you know, you know, having big positions uh, with big feelings about like that kind of media and stuff. Right. And, and, um, and I'm not like a, a frequent selfie person either. I will, I'll do a selfie once in a while, especially if I, if it's, if I have a clever, funny moment, pff, I'll, I, I, I have no friction at all to self. I've got a goofy hat and I'm, I'm looking a little bit dressed up. Booms. That's, that's going online. Not taking it down. Um, <laughs> search my Instagram. You'll know what I'm talking about, but like, uh, it's, yeah, I, I like this. I mean, it's funny because it's clever. You are a clever devil it, because it has, it's like we, we do the practices in the spirit of, of, well, um, I mean, we're, it's personal professional development hybrid stuff, right? We're looking to grow and evolve and learn and, 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 you know, find things that are, have a challenging nature to them, but like nothing that's, you know, it, you know, harsh and unapproachable and unuseful and whatever. I mean, anyway, you nailed it. It's, it's clever. I love it. Uh, like, so do some selfies and in a way you're doing some journaling because there's yeah. all kinds of context around it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there really is. Yeah. And I, I also think about like some of these people who take a picture of themselves every day on their birthday and they do that for like 10, 15 years at a go. And like, wow, that becomes such a cool document. And I wish I would have done it. But if you would have asked me 15 years ago to start doing that, I'd be like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not a narcissist. It's not narcissistic <laughs> to tell your story. It, young Jersey, calm no. down. <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's OK to see and, and be uncomfortable with with what what have you. But yeah. there are more angles to it there than, yeah. than just the whole self-absorbed. Um, yeah, this isn't. <laughs> we're trying to, uh, you know, like, let's make a pile of um, uh, of duck faces. I don't know. Let's get a bunch of artists <laughs> in, in to become Instagram influencers by <laughs> finally getting that encouragement they need to to just 
go 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 wild and get all that skill you can with making those good selfies and uh, <laughs> but, it, now, but at the same time it, it it's that is really something useful and interesting and it's valid and 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 honestly if you're doing it and you're you're facing friction it's that's okay um you know and natural like people have stresses and concern culturally personally um uh, emotional uh, concerns about i don't know you know dysmorphia what have you like pick a different practice all by all means if this isn't a good fit but if it has that tempting thing to it yeah then you can find the context um, if, that, if that i were to back away if I were to back away and describe the principle behind what I was describing or what I was what I was what I was processing as I came up with this, I identified something where I noticed that I have a general unexamined uh, reluctance to do the activity, and it takes almost no effort to do it. It's something that it doesn't take much effort. I don't like doing it, and I don't know why, but it's something I notice as a pattern that I I resist the the I I not even resist. There's nothing to resist. It doesn't even occur to me to take my own picture. Let's do that for two minutes. See how it feels. Will how do I encounter that when I ask myself to do it repeatedly? So it doesn't have to be taking a picture. Just like, do you notice anything in your your behavior as an artist, as a creative person, where you have a general reluctance towards the thing and you don't know why? And is it super simple to do? Right. We did we did a similar one recently with like try making uh, making images with tools that you talked yourself out of using. It's the same principle. <laughs> Right. I'm not. We just talked about this in the Leans Heart Labs. I'm like, I have this gigantic story where I said, I'm not an artist. I'm a cartoonist. So I don't use proper art tools. I don't use paintbrushes. You know, I don't use pastels right? And that I did. And I was like, oh, this is just like drawing. Why did I talk myself out of ever using these things? <laughs> I love it. And th th that's it, because this is a prompt that can lead to interesting experience. And yeah. You know how great is that and it's this is a that's one of the strengths of this um the two-minute practice as a skill and it's it's uh i'm it'll help us discover and it's not too expensive to 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 do that learning so i i'm completely sold and i, okay. and I just the so clever selfies clever i love it <laughs> not uh, approachable mm. Mm -mm -mm. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that my experience as a teaching artist is, has, has borne fruit uh, again in this project. Uh, so, okay, well, is there anything left to say about it? Is there anything, is there anything, like, oh, I guess what would be nice to have? Something to take your picture with. Not everybody has fancy cell phones, you know. Uh, do you have a webcam on your, your tablet or your computer? Uh, if you're listening to us on a device right now or watching us on a device, the odds are there's some kind of camera someplace. If not, um, gosh, how, how would you get easy access to a camera? If, um, let's see, how would you get easy access to a camera? Um, it's in, and well, so you have, mm, if, if you're that super stuck, you could, I mean, you can ask a friend because Sanchez are someone in your network has some range of, you know, newer old technology that will have a camera in it, right? Tablets, um, you know, Chromebooks, you know, obviously laptops, what have you. I mean, there's there. And then of course there, you know, mobile devices of all kinds. Uh, there's, there's a lot of availability there. I mean, it's, you know, um, hmm. if I were to try to like hack it for free, the thing that came to mind would be, 
are there any sort of parks or nature things that have like a camera observation that you can go mug in front of, right? <laughs> and then go to the web page and get the thing, you know, go ahead and save the image that you were able to, to show up. In. <laughs> okay, there we go. It's it's a bit of a workaround, but yes, it can be. Yeah, that, that's my only thing. I'm just trying to think of like, okay, accessibility issues here. So that would be that would be one yep. way of, of getting around it. But again, you know, Given the stats and like how how ubiquitous um, devices with cameras on it, I think yeah. we're pretty safe. Um, yeah, and and there's always the idea of just practice along with what feels right to you to practice. You know, if this isn't a fit for any reason. Yeah. Okay. Well, Rob, I think we got it. So we're off to do the two minute practice for the next two weeks. So I guess I'll play the music and say. Let's all try taking some selfies. And remember, two minutes is a findable amount of time. Play along with our chosen practice or create your own. Well, you can well choose your practice. You know, once you have it, just set that timer for two minutes. And you can comment and share if you wish to make it more, more social, uh, but not too social. You can join the Lean Into Art Discord. And that's at leanintoart.com slash discord for a quick link to get you there. And the challenges underscore quest channel is the perfect place for this kind of thing. And we'll be back in another two with another two minute practice in two weeks. Until then, I've been Jersey Drozd of leanintoart.com and rss.jdrozd.com for everything I make. Oh, awesome. And mm -hmm. I am Rob Stenzinger, also from Lean Into Art. And you can find other stuff I make and write at interactive-storyteller.com. Okay, bye. <laughs>